بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين Tonight we look at some of the rules, masail pertaining to qirat of Qur'an in salah. Inshallah we'll come to the laws of qirat outside salah. So there are certain rules pertaining, certain rules that apply when you're reading Qur'an in salah. The surahs that you read. The first thing is a person who cannot read Qur'an who doesn't know any surah. So how does he make salah? He hasn't learned any surahs. For example, a new Muslim person just embraced Islam. He doesn't know any surah. He doesn't even know surah Fatiha. So that person, he should just say Subhanallah in every posture. So when he stands up, he says Allahu Akbar. While standing, he says Subhanallah three times. In ruku, same thing. So in every posture, he just recites the tasbih of Subhanallah thrice. That will suffice and the salah will be accepted. However, it's wajib upon that person or any person who doesn't know a surah, it's wajib to learn. Doesn't matter how you learn, if you can't read, if you can't look inside and read Quran, you can listen to someone. Nowadays, there is so much... Uh, there's so much, uh, so many, several ways that we can learn and memorize Quran. You can listen to a recording, the CDs, whatever. So there are ways that we can learn and it's wajib to learn a few surahs at least that one can recite in the salah. Allah Ta'ala made it so easy for us in the, uh, towards the end of the Quran Kareem. There are short surahs. If you take from Ida Zulzila or Wadduha, these are all short surahs and easy to learn. So remember it's wajib to learn at least a few surahs that one can recite in salah. The second thing here is what is also wajib for people that can read. So we can read Quran, we know the surahs. It's wajib to learn at least the basics of tajweed. That's also important. So we find people, they know the surahs, they read a lot of Quran, but they're not reading it with tajweed. So what tajweed means here, at least to be able to pronounce the words correctly. So you don't change, for example, a, a tha, you don't say it's pronounced it like a sa. You don't say a sin for a sod. You don't say a hamza for a ayn or vice versa. So those are important rules of Tajweed and one should learn. Again, doesn't matter how you learn it. If you learn it by listening to a Qari on a, a, a CD or record player, whatever, uh, that's also uh, permissible. At least you're gaining the proper pronunciation of the words or you learn it from a teacher. But one has to learn Tajweed. It is wajib. So a person who just neglects this out of laziness is a sinner. Yes, a person who tries and cannot pronounce the words correctly. You find sometimes people whose tongues are not uh, not so loose in reciting the Arabic, so they ca sometimes cannot say the words correctly, they cannot pronounce it. That's a different matter, but they must try. They should make the effort. Now, in Salah, with regards to the surahs that we read, there are certain 
surahs that Nabi sallallahu read in certain rakats and we can follow that so I'll mention this for example in the first of Maghrib Salah on Thursday night Thursday night in the two rakats of Maghrib you would read Qul ya kafirun and Qul Allahu ahad so that's also a sunnah so we should try and practice that now and then you change don't always read it but in most cases we should read Qul ya kafirun in the sunnahs of Maghrib, so we have your faras, three faras and then the two sunnah. And also remember, it is sunnah to read those sunnahs quickly after the faras. We shouldn't delay too long. For example, after the faras salah, we make dua. So for Maghrib salah, after Maghrib salah, don't make a long dua. Rather, make a short dua so you can read the sunnahs quickly. That's also another sunnah that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read those sunnahs immediately after the faraz. In those sunnahs also, قُلْ يَا أَيُّوَ الْكَافِرُونَ and قُلْ وَاللَّهُ وَحَدْ Those are the sunnah surahs to read in the two sunnah after Maghrib. That's every day. But Thursdays in the faraz of Maghrib, قُلْ يَا أَيُّوَ الْكَافِرُونَ قُلْ اللَّهُ وَحَدْ That's only for Thursdays. Then in your sunnahs of Fajr, sunnahs of Fajr, they also, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yusurid qul ya ayu kafirun and qul huwallahu ahad. And then about those sunnats, it said that uh, Nabi, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, make his tahajjud salah. There were two ways that he would make tahajjud. Sometimes he would get up after, towards, when there's one third of the night left. He gets up, he makes his tahajjud right through till subuh sadiq. And then on Subhu Sadiq, he would read the two sunnats. Then he would rest for a while till the jamaat is about to begin. And Bilal Radilan would come and call him and say, Ya Rasulullah, the jamaat is ready. And then he would come out of his room. So it's good or it is sunnah to read the sunnats of Fajr early. But now remember, it has to be after Subhu Sadiq. You can't read the sunnats before Subhu Sadiq. So like for example, nowadays Subhu Sadiq is 10 to 6. So you read your sunnahs at that time. And as with any other sunnahs, it is better to read them in the house at home. To read them at home. Then in these sunnahs of Fajr, قُلْ يَا الْكَافِرُونَ قُلْ It was always the practice of Nabi Sallallahu to read those sunnahs short. He wouldn't drag it or read it long. He wouldn't make long qirat. Although, the Sahaba say, like Hazrat Aisha Radhanana says, that when he read those sunnats, if you compare it to if you compare it to his tahajjud salah, she asked a question that I wonder if he even read Surah Fatiha. That is just like an exaggeration to say that he read it so, so short compared to his tahajjud salah, which was long. But she says he made sure his ruku and his sujood and his qiyam was perfect. There was no deficiency, there was no uh, shortcoming in those postures of salah. So you can make a salah short, for example, you read three tasbihs in ruku, but you make the ruku properly. Three tasbihs in sujood, but you do it correctly, properly, with the proper uh, procedure, the proper method. So that's the sunnah of fajr. Qul ya kafirun, qul ahad. Now, with regards to tahajjud, I just mentioned one thing. For those people who know a few other surahs for those who are not hafiz of the Quran 
you maybe know a few surahs from Amma, you know Surah Yasin, you know Tabarak, then it's good to read these long surahs in your Tahajjud Salah. To read long surahs. So, even if you read, you're allowed to read. Now, this is another important masala. In one rakat, you can read more than one surah. In nafil and sunnat. In farz salah, it's makru to do this. Farz salah, just confine one surah per rakat. But in your nafil salah, like tahajjud, for those who are not hafiz, then you will read maybe a few surahs just to lengthen the qiyam of the tahajjud salah. That is the sunnat of Nabi sallallahu alayhi His qiyam would be long. Obviously, he would read. Sometimes he would read the entire Surah Baqarah and Ala Imran. That's now about what three, about three and three quarter para in his tahajjud salah. So for that, for the hufaz, that's something good. Otherwise, just read, you can read several surahs. Let's say you only know Tal Wal Fajri. So in one rakat you can read Wal Fajri, La Uqsimu Bihad Al Balad, Wal Shamsi, Wal Layli, Wal Duha. Next rakat you read from there another five, six, seven surahs. So what you're doing is you're lengthening the qiyam. That is a good thing to do. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, when he was asked about tahajjud salah, so people ask him that what is better to make long sujood or long qiyam? So he said long qiyam. Why? Because that was the standard sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam to stretch the qiyam in tahajjud salah. Of course, those who are hafiz of the Qur'an, you can read much more than this, one para, two paras. And uh, you notice, I was telling the Hufaz the other day, some Hufaz, it was, it's nice if you make the Taraweeh Salat Tahajjud time, because your mind is so fresh, you don't make any mistakes when you read. Taraweeh time, you still make mistakes because you're tired, the whole day you fasted, now you're tired. Tahajjud, you're so fresh, and you find Tahajjud time, the Qirat just flows from your tongue. It's so, you enjoy the Qirat in Tahajjud Salah, and you don't get stuck. So... This is a hafiz of the Qur'an, that's like a golden opportunity to strengthen his door and his uh, memorization of the Holy Qur'an. Read it in the Tahajjud Salah. Of course, there is lots of barakah and blessing. And uh, the time of Tahajjud is so filled with barakah and blessing. We'll do one more mas'ala here about repeating a surah in one rakat. So remember I said that in one rakat you can read more than one surah. But what about reading the same surah, repeating it in one rakat? Now that also is makru, it's makru because you don't need to repeat a surah. Say you read Qul Allahu Ahad, in the next rakat, so you read it in, in one rakat, why should you repeat it again? Your qirat is valid, your rakat will be valid, your salah will be valid, so this is makru. And there's another thing which is actually uh, not permissible at all. It has become actually a bid'ah. Maybe we don't see it here in South Africa. In other countries, like when I was in India, then there's like a belief in some people, in certain nights of the year, in the Maghrib Salah, they repeat Surah Ikhlas thrice. Surah Al-Ikhlas, that means Qul it's like a belief that this is something meritorious. So they read in the first rakat, they'll read it three times. Nesakra, they read it again three times. So this is not permissible. Although the salah is valid. Salah is valid. Why is it not permissible? Because now it has become a bid'ah. You making something that is not 
proven from Sharia, you're making it like a part of Sharia and something that you believe will bring you extra sawab. So, if you repeat a surah in one rakah, the salah is valid, but that is makru, unless you forgot. Now, we find, especially with old people, people that are becoming a bit senile and uh, maybe suffering from this Alzheimer's and these sicknesses, so they read the surah, and then they forget now that we read a surah or not, then they repeat it. That's a different matter. There, you are excused because you can't help it. So, otherwise, one shouldn't repeat the same surah in one rakat. Okay, one uh, repeat that same surah by, if you've got it, and you repeat in, in the second rakat, for example, is makru by the second? No, no, that's valid. Okay. That won't be also makru. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, you can, uh, but this is all in sunnah in nafil salah. Yeah. In farah salah, it's makru to do that, but in your sunnah, you can and, repeat and the same surah. Another question, in, 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 Yes, because Azan goes after Subhusari. Yeah, right, yeah. So you can make your Sunnats of Fajr even before the Azan, okay. as long as the Subhusari time is in. In one rakat. Yes, you can do that. When, yeah, that, that also is, uh, it, it's, it, it, so repeating what you're saying, two different surahs in the same rakat, but you're leaving out a few surahs in between. Now that's permissible, that's permissible. But the other thing is, just remember, I'll mention this next week, inshallah, don't leave a one surah between two surahs. That is makru. So if you read, for example, alam tara kaifa, the surah after that is li ilafi. And then you get Ara'ayta. So don't leave Li'ilafi out and read Ara'ayta. Rather read Alam Tarakaifa and Li'ilafi. Or skip two surahs and read the fourth surah. Like Inna Atayna wa Kul Wallahu Ahad Tabbat Yada. You understood that? Yeah. Okay. Subhanallah.